you have to dive in. And if you're scared, it's probably the right thing. Like, you know, usually the right things are the ones that scare you because change is scary. Trying something new is scary. But if I could give advice, give this a shot. You owe it to yourself. If you're looking to do this because you know you need to be healthy, dive right in, give yourself a shot. Give yourself the chance. You're not gonna know what you could do unless you dive all the way in. What's going on, friend? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you're new around here, what's up? Welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton, your host every single week. And man, do I have an episode for you today. Today is one of those episodes where I'm going to basically give you all the proof and evidence criteria that you need in order to go change your life. Because here's the thing. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love uh, I love my solo episodes. I love coming on here and teaching you and um, giving you the tactics and strategies that I know will change your life forever. But it hits different when um, someone who's gone through it in a little bit different light um, goes through it. You know what I mean? Like me, for example, I'm 31 years old and um, and a guy, uh, you know, it's there's stuff that I have not gone through and I will be the first to say it. Um, so I think there's a lot of value when I bring on someone to the show that's gone through a lot more hell with this stuff than let's say I have, where they can speak to in a little bit different light. And then also you can have a little bit more respect from that front versus me just saying it, even though the st- the strategies and tactics that I'm going to show you work, it, it just hits home different when someone who has gone through this is the one teaching and speaking this. And then there's this little voice inside most people that go, oh shit, if she can do it, then I can do it too. So this is why I'm really excited to um, to bring onto the show. Um, we're doing a three-way podcast. We're having myself, Coach Sydney, um, but then as well, uh, Sydney's client, Alicia. So Alicia has been kicking ass and taking names in our coaching program for the last several months and enough so where I wanted to bring her on the show and and let her do some teaching and talking because like I said, you can't replace life experiences. You can't, you can't replace things like that. So in this episode with Alicia, you're going to learn a shit ton. Alicia was actually one of our scholarship winners. So that's the cool thing with her. She, um, we always say it's people who pay, pay attention. Um, and the thing is one of the downsides of, you know, we give away so much for free. We give away coaching for free. We give away uh, content for free, just like this. We give away so much for free to help. But the problem is, um, for a lot of people, when someone doesn't have skin in the game, their execution is not, not that great. If I'm being honest, you know, like we always say we can tell a difference between our scholarship clients who, who have won a scholarship or who someone paid forward coaching versus the clients who, who invested themselves. But Alicia is that exception. Alicia has taken this bull by the horns and has been crushing it. Um, and which is why her results are speaking for themselves. So we got into a lot with Alicia. So just looking at my notes, um, you're going to learn how to turn around decades of failure um, and old conditioning. Because that's the, that's the thing is, I always say, uh, eat less, move more. Yeah, it's correct for fat loss. It's what matters. But eat less, move more is like the children's coloring book version of fat loss. There's so much deeper shit in old conditioning that's stopping you from eating less and moving more. You know, it's, it's deeper than that. So you're going to learn in this episode with Alicia, how she was able to undo decades of struggle, decades of failure and decades of old conditioning in a matter of months and see so many results, so much results in just a short period of time. Um, you're also going to learn how to rewrite who you are and take control of your life after having a history of not. That's the hard part about struggle and failure is not only is every time you try to lose weight and gain it back and you try and you fail and you lose more weight than you gain it all back. The problem is not only metabolically does it make it harder to lose weight again, but it also calluses your mental place around this stuff, making it harder mentally to lose weight. It solidifies sabotage and makes it really hard. So you're going to learn how to rewrite who you are. So you become a different person. Um, And then finally, you're also going to learn uh, about sabotage and how to stop it dead in its tracks. This way you can have the certainty to know that once the weight is coming off, it's going to stay off. So this is a a very value-packed episode. I'm really grateful for Alicia and Sydney being so open and honest um, and sharing with you what's been working well with her over the last several months. So you're, you're going to get a lot of value out of this. I, I know you will. So um, before we get into all that, big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one, Flex Pro Meals. Um, I, I'm telling you guys, I love my Flex Pros. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy because 
during my day to day, it just gets, it just gets crazy. It gets unpredictable. I, I do a lot of stuff. I travel, like there's always stuff going on and man, it is so nice just having the peace of mind that I always have a handful of meals in the fridge ready to go that are A, in line with my goals, B, taste amazing because they are made by a chef, but then C, they're, they're really affordable, right? They're no more expensive than going through the drive-thru. Um, if anything, they're cheaper. Like I still like every now and then I, I love my Chipotle and it still is crazy to me that just myself going to Chipotle is like $16. It's just crazy. But, um, that's thing is flex pro arrives at your front door. So if you don't have time, you hate cooking and you like good food, it just is the biggest, most seamless thing ever. So if that's your cup of tea, definitely go check them out. You will not believe what's on their site. Um, like there's a lot of these other meal prep companies who it's basically just delivering like a piece of salmon or some fish or some chicken. But flex pro has these like completely built out meals that like, I would be totally fine if I got these at a restaurant. So um, definitely check that out. And if you're into saving money, use my code Hamilton trained at checkout and it'll save you like 20%, which is pretty legit. Um, sponsor number two is first form. Again, I'm rocking the first form apparel because it takes up about half my closet. <laughs> um, no, for real though, it's, it's, it's been incredible, uh, working with first form and being a part of that community. Um, like I said, a couple episodes ago, I was actually out at HQ recently and it was incredible. The culture, the people, uh, sat down or, you know, not sat down, but I got talking to Andy, um, who runs the place is just incredible. So, um, big thank you to them for supporting myself and the show, because here's the truth at the end of the day. When it comes to the world of supplements, the industry is so spammy. The industry is so like kind of yucky in my opinion. And it's crazy. Like most people, I always say it, I say it a lot that most people just go onto Amazon or to GNC or uh, whatever, you know, ABC supplement warehouse.com, whatever. And they just try to find the cheapest and least shitty tasting supplement. And the problem is you're not getting the quality you need because not all supplements are created equal because you got issues because they're so unregulated. You have issues where, you know, labels may be inaccurate. Like it might say 25 grams of protein per scoop, but it's actually like 13 or lawsuits. Like I can't tell you how many, um, companies that are sold at like Walmart. Like a lot of you guys buy your supplements at Walmart, um, that, or like, like Sam's club or Costco. Well, they've got like lawsuits pin like going on and stuff because of amino spiking or inaccurate labels or, or unsafe ingredients. And it's just, it's, it's scary. And I want to make sure that our clients and this community, you know what you're getting into, you know, the ingredients are the best that you can find. You know, that the product is accurate, safe and tested and is taken care of. So that's why we work with first form and it's, it's, it's a no brainer. So if you're into either upgrading what you're taking or kind of just seeing kind of what their stuff looks like, definitely go to the link below. It does support me. And I really, really appreciate that. So definitely check them out. And, um, let me know if you have any questions below is also a, um, uh, a supplement link. Sorry, brain fart. It's at the time of recording. This is actually really late. Cause I'm about to hop on a plane tomorrow morning. And I was like, ah, shit, I got to get this intro recorded. So, um, my producer can, can be working on it while I'm gone. So, um, uh, sorry, brain fart. <laughs> um, so there'll be a link below a YouTube video of like my supplement talk that way, if you're new to supplements and stuff, but nonetheless, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode and the conversation with Sydney and Alicia. Um, I love you. I'll talk to you in just a second. Beautiful. We are live or not live. We're recording. What's up? Thank you guys <laughs> for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Um, Absolutely. Um, well, b- before we really dive into like a lot of this stuff, I just want to, so everyone that's listening, can get kind of some context. Uh, Alicia, talk a little bit about like your, your story coming into like coaching and what really made you want to like get into all of this and kind of the struggles you were facing. Cause things were, were pretty bad, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up without a positive body self image. I didn't know what that was. Um, and I'm 42 now. So <laughs> I'm just learning all that. And I'm type two diabetic. I'm heavy, had several miscarriages. It's just been a rough. And, you know, I've started watching you actually. And I'm like, huh, maybe I can actually do this. You kind of took the difficulty out of it. You know, you get overwhelmed and stuff, and there's so much information out there. You're not sure what's correct. Um, I had met with dietitians, but they're literally just the food part of it. Right. And they've never struggled with weight. One of my dietitians was 90 pounds soaking wet, and I'm like, and never was heavy a day in her life. And I'm like, how mm. could you possibly understand where someone like me is coming from? Where I was a chubby kid, I thinned out, got chubby again, thinned out, and then I started gaining my weight into my adulthood. And 
I was like, I had given up. Honestly, I was like, well, this is just how I'm supposed to be. Um, depression sits in, I struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. And when those hit, you get even more depressed. And then you came along. (laughs) And I won the scholarship with Sydney. And, you know, it was over the past nine weeks, just the difference that I've noticed in myself and other people have noticed, I sit a little bit taller, I am learning what body positivity really is about and inside and out. Mm, and the inner work was absolutely, you were spot on with that. I mean, if you, I've been working with a counselor on and off for 14 years, I had told both of you that, but he always said there was a piece missing. There's a piece missing. And until you break that final wall, there's nothing more we can do. And, you know, you guys were, what I said was my missing piece. Um, cause the inner work is just as important. If you can't love yourself as you are, I'm not going to love myself when I'm a hundred pounds later. And yeah, absolutely. thanks to you guys too, my bad days are only days now. It's not weeks or months or falling off track for a week. Like, oh, well, I get a bad snack or, and now I don't even refer to foods as bad. It's like, okay, I went a little over, but that's all right. Instead of falling out for weeks or months and just giving up, it's, oh, I had a bad moment. Let me restart in two seconds later. So I've learned how to do all of that through you guys because it's not just one aspect you guys are offering. You know, like I said, I was a chubby kid. I was bullied and my father's heavy. My whole father's side is very heavy. And I was just about to the point of, oh, this is just how I'm supposed to be. No, 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 I'm not supposed to be like this. There is hope. And it's nice to talk to people that have gone through the struggle too and I didn't, I referred to foods as bad. You taught me not to look at them as bad. It's eh, all right, maybe make a better choice, but not, things are not off limits anymore. Right. And working out has been phenomenal. I'm meeting all of my workout goals and I'm, and being held accountable to Sydney, I think is what really changed me too, is because I didn't love myself enough to be accountable to myself. I was very hard on myself very self-loathing and it was horrible 42 years old and I couldn't find not one thing about me that I liked and you know telling my husband oh I'm too big for you you should find somebody else I don't do that you know I go through my phases but nothing like I was just the last almost three months has been a complete shift and I find the wins the little wins that you guys were talking about I find them everywhere now, not Let's just go. the scale. <laughs> I find them literally, if I can make it through a day without telling me, am I allowed to swear? Yes, yes. If I make it through <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> like, are you allowed to swear? Jesus, like, come on. Jared's <laughs> like, only me. <laughs> yeah. I'm only allowed to say fuck here. It is only me. I'm the king of the fucks. I think I told you, if I can make it through a day without like fucking killing somebody or telling somebody to fuck off to me, that's a win. If I took a walk that day, that's a win. It's now that I'm seeing all these little wins too, my confidence has been like, I'm not going to lie. I've been a cocky bitch a little bit. Because I'm like, yeah, and? Like, come on, I dare you. Like, bring it. So it's just the shift in the attitude. Even my counselor was like, you know what? This was your missing piece and I'm going to school too. So combining all that and I'm confident my grades are great. And it's just, I don't even know what else is. You guys have definitely just shown me. I wish I found you when I was a teenager, to be honest with you, because they make it so difficult and it gets overwhelming. You guys simplified it in the best way, but you also do all the work that needs to be done inside and out inside is just as important as the outside. It really is. I can't even stress that enough. And for somebody who's struggled with infertility, losing babies, being overweight most of my adult life, it, it's finding you guys had shown me that there is a way and has given me hope. And I'm 42. And I'm like, I thought oh, I'm 42. I said, Hell no, it ain't too late for me. I'm not even at the back half of my life yet. Right. But <laughs> like, let's do this, you know? I love it. That's incredible. That's, that's, I, I really appreciate that. that. That was so beautifully said. I'm curious, Sydney, from your end, what's your perspective on that? Cause like that's, that, this is the thing that I think is the craziest part about coaching <clears throat> done the right way. Um, like Alicia, how long did you say the struggle had been up until now? My whole life. Um, I was a chubby kid and we were never really given healthy food or healthy options, exercising. So I never adopted any really healthy habits. And when I would try, 
I would do, I guess what you guys would call like the bad dieting and I would fall right off again because I would deprive myself of foods and I'm like, oh, screw this. Or I would try to hit the gym and do all the wrong things. So pretty much my whole life has been a struggle, if I'm being honest, my whole life up until now. Got it. So we're talking about like, so like, let's to be conservative, like three years. and a half, or th- <laughs> three decades, yeah, right? at least. So, so, we, so we went from three decades of struggle to this kind of transformation in three months. Absolutely. Like, and I wouldn't lie with, about it. <laughs> and which is, so I'm curious, Sydney, from your perspective, what's that, what's the, from the coach's side, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's really been incredible to watch Alicia go through this. I remember our first call that we had together, you know, she's like, I want to do this and I want to do this, but I am so, so mean to myself and I'm not like that for other people. And I give everything that I am to everyone else, but I don't do anything for myself. And I'm like, we're going to change that, you know, and Alicia (laughs) just, she does an amazing job just Number one, giving me all the details, no matter how she's feeling or anything. She just gives me so many, so many details on her check-ins, which is so, so helpful. (laughs) And number two, she's not afraid to any homework that I give her or things that I'm like, hey, let's try this. Let's try this. She's like, okay, I'm all in. Like, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it sounds crazy, like we're going to do it. And she gives it her, her all. And it's just been incredible. Like even I think starting check-in three, I was like, holy shit, girl. Like, can you see the difference here versus like week one? Like week one, you're like, I have no wins. And like week three, it's like a paragraph, like amazing, (laughs) amazing, amazing. And and that's the thing. This is what exactly what I mean by when we tell people you don't need more time, you need more awareness. This is when we do the, the right changes internally and mentally and emotionally, it instantly manifests on the surface of, of results. Um, which is why it, it is that missing piece. You know what I mean? So I'm curious, Alicia, for you, what part of the, the like amongst everything so far, what could you say what's been the most transformative? Like, was there one or two things that like really like, oh my gosh, that was, that was the thing for me? I think accountability was the first one is, um, you know, when you don't like yourself very much, you don't hold yourself accountable. You don't hold yourself to a standard. Um, but when you meet someone like Sydney and you and Sydney, I love her to death. I mean, you've been incredible. <laughs> <She's great. laughs> and, you know, I'm like, wait, I don't want to disappoint her in a yeah. sense. So I want to show her that I'm all in. And I think that was one huge turning point is, um, being accountable to her made me start wanting to be accountable for mm. myself. I mean, I still obviously need the accountability and some work, but it's definitely a shift. So that I would say is definitely an important thing. And some of the things on the 180 Academy, like the inner workings, the inner child, like all that stuff has definitely played a part. And I think that the biggest thing for me was my relationship with food was I had to realize that I also looked at food, not just for emotional, but celebration. So when I get really happy, I want to go eat something because in my family, growing up in a big Italian family, I don't know how big your guys' family were. I had over 20 cousins. My grandmother had eight kids. So all summer long and even through the winter, every weekend there was a party and it was always, what are you bringing to the party? Oh my God, let's try this. Let's taste this. So I associated food with celebration as well. So I had a combination. So I'm sad I want to eat because of course you, my family would feed me when you're sad, but hey, I'm happy I want to eat. So I had to learn about my relationship with food. And I think that if more people would take the time and really pay attention to that, and like you said, awareness, just being aware of, okay, I eat when I'm sad, maybe I need to do something else. Or, hey, I eat when I'm happy, let me celebrate in another way. And, oh, maybe I need to journal, like trying to be more aware of and aware of the wins. I think that was a turning point too, is when Sydney's like, girl, look at your picture alone. And I'm like... And she circled it. Like, she's like, I want you to look here and here. And I think being made aware of the wins was huge for me too. It's like, wait, I don't have to look for this because the scale just started going down after two months. The scale wasn't moving, but my clothes were fitting different. I was sitting a little bit taller. I was feeling a little bit better, but I was ignoring all that because I was looking for that scale. So Sydney's like, no, no. So I would say the wins, accountability, and doing the inner work in your relationship with food has definitely been the turning point. And do you feel like fat loss is just so much easier now? Absolutely. Because it's not just about that. It's 
And it's just coming off now. It's like, oh, hey, wait, another half a pound just came off because yeah. now I'm not focusing Let's on. Go. And yeah, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. Mm, I love that. This is this is exactly what I mean when I tell people <clears throat> and talk about in content that like doing the inner work is the magic key for all of it. Because if it's, I always ask everyone, I go, if I could just snap my fingers and all the weight comes off, would you be good? They, everyone's answer is no, because they have all this other bullshit, the emotional eating, the food relationships, the guilt, the self-hatred. So then it, that's when we have to white knuckle through weight loss. But if we fix you from the inside out first, dieting from the inside out, well, now weight loss just happens as a byproduct. So now it feels, absolutely. I don't want to say effortless, but <laughs> but like it's hella easier. Oh yeah. Does it, does it feel like, let me ask you this. I always ask everyone this. Does it almost feel like you're getting away with something bad? Like, does it feel like the hat's about to drop? Like it shouldn't <laughs> be this easy. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I didn't really have to do all that. And you know, you kind of look over your shoulder waiting for that thing. Yeah. So sometimes, and I'm definitely, but I'm definitely putting, obviously working out is still something huge for me getting used to working out. Like I have muscles that are sore that I didn't even know I had anymore. And I'm like, oh damn. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, wait, this was this easy all along, but you have to get through the, like what you call the bullshit and the inner and the, you have to dig into some of that. I've cried with Sydney. I've, like she said, with my check-ins, I've always been honest about how I felt about certain things, my stress levels. You have to kind of get your hands dirty to get to where it feels easier. So I just, I hope other people real. And I'm again, 42, it's not too late to do that. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Sydney, from your perspective, like where did you see it was the shift started, right? Like we, we see, like, I know with everyone, sometimes it's like, well, I'll call slow growth where it's like, just, it's like watching your hair grow out. It's so slow with the person's transformation. And it's, you can't really point that was the moment. So from your perspective, did you see it as that? Or was it like, no, that was the moment it changed? Um, I think there was kind of a combination of both. I think that there was kind of like a mini shift, right? Like as soon as she started journaling, she's like, okay, this is freaking incredible. Like I should have been doing this my whole life, you know? Um, but I think as soon as she started journaling consistently, that's kind of where things started to take a turn in the positive direction. Um, and then we had a convert, there was one, I think that the biggest shift is there was one check-in where um, the one Alicia was feeling frustrated that, you know, she didn't see the scale move, but there were all of these other wins, you know, and I'm like, and you know, she's beating herself up. And I'm like, if you saw someone trying their hardest and they were like doing amazing and just trying, would you call them a piece of shit and like not think that they were amazing? <laughs> and I think that's kind of when like the light bulb turned on, like she's going to school, she's, you know, has a stressful job, all of these different things. And being able to just take what I say and do it and just shift that perspective has just, I would say that's where her turning point is just being able to recognize those wins and change her perspective and really her identity to a lot of identity work with her. Oh yeah. I'm not the fat girl anymore. Like mm, I'm not, let's go. I don't make the fat jokes before anybody else has a chance to, I'm just like, Hey, yeah, I know I'm awesome. You're going to love me is more my attitude. <laughs> and I do look like what Sydney was saying. I started also looking through the lens of, I have three nephews, which I've told you both about. They're my heart. Um, and I look at them and I'm like, would I talk to them like that? Absolutely not. I would cut someone for talking to them yeah. like that. <laughs> like, so maybe I shouldn't do that to myself. And I want to yeah. be a role model for them. Like if they see me being mean to myself, that's not going to teach them a healthy way to look at themselves either. So, you know, I try to tell them how amazing they are every day. But if they see me doing the opposite, you know, actions speak louder than words. That's where that comes in. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to back up to one thing that you've mentioned a couple of times, and I think it's a really important point to bring up because we all agree on this, but it's societally, it's very different when you, you'd start, because it's interesting the, the, the way you talk about body positivity, which is very different than what society's body positivity Absolutely. is right now. Cause Alicia, you said your words were, if I remember correctly from a few minutes ago, you said that, um, that you now love yourself enough to have a standard for yourself, mm -hmm. which is why you're executing. Now the pro now the thing is most people say, I love myself because this is a, this is a dichotomy. Most people don't think they can love themselves 
and work on themselves. It's it's like they're like like they're they're mutually exclusive. Like for me to love myself, I have to accept my bad character traits and I have to accept my shitty standards and my bad behavior, or I have to hate myself in a changing. But you've met this magical little middle ground and you've talked about it accidentally on where your realm of body positivity is uh, is loving yourself and choosing to have a standard for yourself in changing. So for you, how is that different than I love myself, I accept everything about me? Where's that dichotomy for you? I would say, I mean, if I had to, if I'm understanding, I mean, I think if for loving yourself and you're always going to have to work on yourself, you need to love yourself enough to work on that as you are. There's nothing wrong with a heavy person. There's nothing wrong with me. And I think that social media is, oh my God, some of these girls that you see, and even I still, and I'm like, oh man, but if you love yourself enough, you have to always be working on yourself and give yourself a break. I guess the word is grace. Give yourself some grace. There's nothing wrong with me. Okay. I'm chubby. Okay. There's just more to me to love, you know, trying to shift, you know, trying to shift that thinking. I mean, my husband absolutely adores me the way I am. I needed to start seeing myself that way. So I think a lot of people, like you said, they go, Oh, I have to hate myself for all my, no, you do not. You don't, because if we had to hate ourselves for everything we did wrong or everything, every scar, I have scars everywhere. Now I'm just like, oh, that's cool. It just makes me more unique. I I now have 10 tattoos and I'm like, yeah, that makes me awesome. There you go. If people could start shifting themselves of, okay, well, yeah, that person may look beautiful all dolled up, but take some of that makeup off and they're going to be human too. So I don't know if that's kind of what you were like. It is. It is. It is. Um. Because this is the dichotomy where most people struggle with. Because you also said, if I can't love myself now, I won't love myself 100 pounds lighter. And I agree with that. But you also said, well, I love myself enough to have standards for myself and to work on myself. This is the magic sweet spot. Oh, yeah. I I wanted to make myself a priority. I'm important. So I guess that's where like, I love myself enough to know that I need to work on certain things. I'm not bad. I just need to learn a better way to be healthy and to be good to my body. Right. I love that. Sydney, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with that. Like the, the, the self, like with the self love of, uh, accepting yourself, but then like enabling yourself versus like that whole mutually exclusive thing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So one thought that came to my mind is, uh, you were talking, Alicia is I think that people think that there's like this end point where you never have to work on yourself. Right. But I think that there's just different levels. So like, as you work on yourself and you have that standard, you get to that place and then you should always be wanting to be more wanting to be better and continue to grow. Like it doesn't end even for myself as a coach, I'm always still working and still doing all of that. And so I think just not allowing yourself to have that limited mindset, right? Have that open mindset where you're able to continue growing, like you're always going to be growing. So learn to love yourself where you are so that you can continue to love yourself and have a desire and a want to continue growing. And self-love is really difficult. It really is now. And especially, like I said, with the exposure with social media and, you know, people put these you know, these perfect, what we call perfect people out there. And, oh, that's what you should be. No, you should be exactly who you are, a human being, and just take good care of yourself. You know, put yourself a priority and raise your standards of, no, I don't want to be this person. I want to take better care of myself. And school helped with that too. Getting into school was huge for me. It was huge. Like my husband's, I got an email from his union. Hey, we're offering free school to the spouses of union members. I'm like, what? And that was huge for me to get in and to be doing good with that and and learning more about, I mean, my teachers are emailing me all the time about my writing and how great it is and how, because I share a lot of personal things. I'm not embarrassed for what, I, what I've gone through. Um, you know, I was telling, I think both of you, I was abused as a child. So having, liking my body just was not there. I was being hit and mentally abused and physically, there's no body love there. I was just, of course that, and sharing that with my school has helped. They're like, you're ready now to be a social worker. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Right. Let's do the That's thing. That's amazing. I love <laughs> just it. give me a job. <laughs> well, I think what there I think too for, sorry, for people listening is like, you can still make these changes with working a full-time job, with going to school, with doing the inner work. Like, It is possible. It's not like I give Alicia 40 hours of homework a week, right? It's these small and simple habits that we work on every week that 
build and build and build and build and build that create this success and the results. You've been amazing, Sydney. You told me I was going to hate you. I haven't hated you yet. She's like, you might hate me. And I'm like, no, not at all. I don't think so. Program's not over yet. (laughs) We still got time, girl. (laughs) That's right. So Alicia, I'm curious for you, um, Like you've talked about, you've got a lot on the table, right? You've got like even off for those listening uh, off camera, like we were talking about, she's making some like crazy ass Italian food for the holidays (laughs) here in like a day or two. Um, And like with just there's a lot going on. You got a big family. You you've got like your work. You've got your husband. You've got your um, your school. You've got all this crazy shit going on. So most so then like how do you juggle it all? How do you how do you balance on top of that? putting so much effort into yourself, losing weight, doing the inner work and getting crazy results. How, how do you balance it all? So I found one of my biggest problems is I was also giving my energy to a lot of people and not to be me, but that didn't deserve it. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm a worrier. I worry about everybody. Hmm? Yeah. Be me. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I was just um, giving a lot to people who didn't even want the help. So I'm like, so I started taking some of that energy back for myself and I put myself on a schedule. Like, okay, well, these are my workout days. So I need to be up around 4.30, quarter to five. And then I journal in the morning. I start out with my affirmations. I start my journal. Um, I do my workout. I go to work. After work, I come home and it's schoolwork until dinner and sometimes after dinner. And then I'm in bed by like nine o'clock and I'm getting enough sleep. So it's just, I'm a very scheduled person. It's making that time because you have to make yourself a priority. Some people are like, well, I can't, no, I told my boss, listen, I'm going to school. This is what I'm going to need. This is how I'm going to need it. And you have to kind of set yourself a schedule, I think is what helped me was just, and I also not, I don't have kids, so I can't imagine like having kids, but there's time you're going to have to schedule for yourself. You have to make yourself important. Like, Hey, if you're married, hon, I need you to take the kids because I need this time or, you know, somehow fit it in. But that's my schedule. I know what days I need to get up when to fit in what I need to fit in and to have downtime. Everybody needs downtime. I mean, I like watching TV. Sometimes <laughs> I have shows that I like, so I make time for everything. What, what I hear the, the, the dominating factor through all that is just so much, so much ownership with, when you said like, no, this is a priority. Like you're getting up at fucking four 30 in the morning. Like that's absurd. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> and I know, but you know what? I, but but like at the end of the day, like that's that's uh, that's one of my favorite questions to ask higher performing people or people who juggle a lot and achieve a lot is like, how do you balance it? Because that's everyone's question right about now. It's like, oh wow, how how do, how do I even make that happen? But the the you just said it. You go you, you prioritize it. You said this. It's my schedule, and I I go where can I make this work? You didn't go. I might make it work if it's convenient for me and I feel like it. You know what I mean? It has to work. If you want it bad enough, you're gonna make it work. Are you always this motivated? Um, no. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, that comes mostly lately. Um, since yeah. my shift has changed and working with Sydney, um, yeah. my motivation has definitely gotten better. Um, I still have my days. Don't get me wrong. I have days. But even those days I'm up working out. I think I had told Sydney, I'm like, there was this day and I really didn't want to get out of bed. And I turned on, I said, get the fuck up. And of course my husband's like, he's like, are you talking? I'm like, no, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to myself to tell myself oh, to get out of bed. It's like, you have to get out of bed. You have a workout, you have a routine to stick to. So mm. I am motivated most of the time. But it like I've watched those. Actually, that's perfect that you said because I've watched your modules on that. Is that that's not always going to be there. You're going to be tired. For us women, we go through that stuff that you're just like, oh man. I mean, there's always going to be days where you're just like, uh, I really don't want to. But those are the days that I feel are most important to show up. Is the days that you really don't want to show up. Those are the ones that you definitely need to show up. You're fucking preaching. I love that. Like, well, and speaking on speaking on like that subject, I remember her asking me like, "Hey, there was a day I really didn't feel like working out. Do you really feel like working out every day?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." Like, <laughs> so I don't want people to think that like just because no. you're a coach or just because like you're like, "Yes, it's four in the morning. I can't wait to hit the gym." <laughs> I had a day earlier this week that I was like, "I do not even want to be here," but I showed up. I went there, and you still give it your all because. Mm-hmm. Don't half ass it. Go Boy. and 
keep those promises only to full yourself. Assing, you know? yeah. <laughs> only only full, full asses. asses. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny when people think like us fitnessy coachy people. Like I actually think it's worse. I because here's what's what's funny. Um, a lot of times, looking from the outside in, people think just because someone's we'll call it a fitness professional, um, they think we love the fitness thing so much. It's actually not true. Most people who actually succeed really far in the business and coaching side isn't people who just love working out and eating right. It's the people who love helping other people, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the big that's the big uh, what they enjoy the most. If anything, I find because most of my friends are all fitness people. We actually enjoy fitnessy stuff the least amount of almost anyone <laughs> because we eat, sleep, and breathe it versus everyone who like they work out. Let's say they go to their nine to five. They have their life, kids, work, school, that. And fitness is like their outlet. They like they like for me, jujitsu is my outlet. I love I, – I, I, I am motivated to go to jujitsu 90% of the time. I love going to practice because it's my hobby I look forward to. But if I – taught jujitsu, created jujitsu content every day. And I coach people on jujitsu. Guess what? I would stop loving jujitsu because it's, it's, it, it encompasses me. So I think a lot of people looking at fitnessy people, it's actually, we actually enjoy it. I think less because we eat, sleep and breathe it, um, versus someone who does it as like their outlet. You know, see, and I love that. And I think if more coaches were honest about that too, and let people yeah. know, you think we want to do this, <laughs> you mm. know, I, I found that Sydney always being honest with me, like, yeah, sometimes I don't feel like it either. And your show, you know, your calls where you say the same thing, it makes that big, they're like, oh, well, they don't feel like it sometimes too. So I'm not so odd, yeah. you know, that's a normal yep. feeling to have. And I think you guys also encompass everything, you know, when you go to, let's say a nutritionist, like my endocrinologist office, they have a nutritionist. Well, they're only working on one aspect. Well, this is what you should be. You guys work on a whole round, like complete thing. And that's, I think what people need, you know, not to have five separate things, but an all in one in a sense is okay. This is my person. And they're going to be honest with me and I can be honest with them. Like I, I tell Sydney everything. Sometimes I'm like, if I'm too much, like, please tell me. Cause I share everything, like every. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he, cause here's, here's the thing though. Like, yeah. Are, is there coaching in like the fitnessy side of stuff? Like, yeah. But if you think it, but, but when, when we coach, it's not just nutrition. That's why when people say, are you a nutrition coach? I'm like, I, I kind of like, <laughs> because it's so much more than that. Exactly. We're, like, like it's coaching the mental, the emotional, um, arguably spiritual, um, and nutritional, right? Like it's, but it's all of these things, habits, whereas it's coaching the whole person. And I think that's where most coaching programs go south is they only think about what are your calories, macros, and here's some workouts. And those are valid. But the problem is what happens when we're emotionally eating? What happens when we're self-deprecative? What happens when we've been binge eating for the last decade? What happens when we, all these other things? Well, that's the foundation of who you are. So it's no wonder fitness nutrition doesn't work very well. We have to fix it from the foundational standpoint first. Yeah, I liked your analogy of a house. You're like, I'm rebuilding my house and mm-hmm. my house is looking pretty damn good. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, hey. That's, and it's only been like three months. That's what I'm talking about. I I'm love like, it. I'm like, I'm kind of digging my house. Might be there time for go. another tattoo to reward myself. <laughs> I love it. I'm looking right now for more. Um, so but for real though, like, um, I'm curious. So, so let me ask you this. What do you do when you mess up? Because like a lot of times people, I'm sure there are people listening to this, like, okay, yeah, she's on cloud nine, but what does she do when like she has a bad day or things go South or she oversleeps? Like, what do you, how do you handle your rough days? So my rough days in the beginning, which Sydney knows I would beat myself up. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to help people, I'll be honest about it. I was mean. Like, oh, you know, you're a piece of shit. Oh, look at you. Here we go again. Just falling right back. Now it's, eh, all right. I had a bad day. Shit happens. And I journal about it or I talk to Sydney about it. Or even if I have to cry a little bit, because I do have bad days that aren't just about fitness. Like I have my days. I think I told Sydney there was a day where I actually, um, they put me in a new office with somebody that I didn't quite want to be with. And I actually had a really tough time um, with that. And I had a hissy fit like a child. Like, I will be honest. I know how to throw a fit like the two-year-old of old. Like, it's great. (laughs) So, But I was able to reel myself back in quickly. Like, okay, you had your moment. I like what you say, Jared, about sitting with yourself. I think people have to sit 
If you try to shove those feelings down, that's what makes them worse. So my bad days, I let them come. I let the feelings come. I recognize where they're coming from. Like, okay, I'm missing my Aunt Mackie today, you know, because she passed and she, I'm really missing her today. I let myself cry. I let myself have that. There's nothing wrong. I think more people need to watch the movie Inside Out. I don't know if you guys have seen that. (laughs) Have you, Sydney, you have, yes. Inside Out is the perfect explanation of why we need all our emotions and it's okay to have them all. So yes, I have bad days. Yes, right now I'm on cloud nine, but I could have a panic attack tonight in the middle of the night and then tomorrow feel a little drain, but I don't beat myself up anymore either. That's the other key is when you have a bad day, realize everybody has them and give yourself grace. Like, eh, all right, I had a bad day. So does everybody else. Like being mean to yourself is just not going to do any good. When did that shift happen for you specifically with how you treat yourself? Cause you were a fucking like to be from everything you said, you were a degenerate to yourself. Right? Like, <laughs> That's like, putting it like, mildly. <laughs> right. You were like, like, I mean, like I said, we can say whatever words we want here. This oh, is my I was, house. So. I was and one of the most things I think, um, if I'm going to be completely open and for anybody, this might help is not being able to have children was a really big one for me. And I was so mean about that. I was like, well, what kind of woman are you? You can't even do the one thing you were created to do. And boy, was that rotten. So I think that shift probably, I want to say maybe like a month ago, I think after talking to Sydney and my check-ins and journaling and, you know, I actually, I think, um, I might've told Sydney this too, is, um, my abuser was my brother. And recently he got arrested and I actually did something very brave that I think shifted me. I called the prosecutor and I asked if I could help them. And it was the most empowering thing um, because I was scared. I was terrified to make that phone call, but I did it. I talked to my counselor and I was like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, absolutely. And I think that you know, taking your power back can help too, especially if there's people that do. And it's any kind of trauma. It could be abuse. In my case, infertility too. That was a big trauma. And you have to just, you have to make room for everything. You have to be able to sit and make room for it, but don't live there. Don't live in that spot. You don't deserve to live in that spot. That's the other thing, realizing that you don't deserve, sorry, to feel like that about yourself. You don't deserve it. You didn't do anything wrong. That's so powerful. I, I really appreciate you being this open. It's because I know this is helping more people than you imagine. I don't mind. Um, I'm not embarrassed. I mean, I've been through a lot. I should write a book. Be, right? I mean, <laughs> you should. Absolutely. I think you should start your own fucking podcast for like how well you're speaking and about had all this. Had you asked stuff. me to do this a few months ago, I probably would have said, nope, I can't be on camera. I can't talk. Now it's like, I want to tell everybody that I can help to, you know, show up for yourself. You're worth it. Well, and, and here's the thing I think, especially along the lines of like the abuseful stuff. Um, I mean, it's statistically, I think, what is it? One in four women. Like, and like, and so just from the podcast alone, at the time of recording this, I just looked the other day, we're sitting at around 500,000 downloads. So like a half a million. So that's on paper, a hundred thousand ladies that are in your shoes. Right. And I think a lot of people, cause I I have a lot of people in my uh, circle who have struggled with some of that stuff. Um, And I, and I know so many people who have been through levels of abuse like that, um, struggle with worthiness and feeling like they're supposed to be happy strictly just because of that instance. You know what I mean? But I think it's amazing that through allowing those feelings to be there, like you've been doing through allowing yourself to be coachable with Sydney, like you've been doing, but then most importantly, um, like you said it earlier in a different context, you said, um, like talk is cheap. Like, like your actions speak louder than words. Your actions have taught yourself you are worth it and being shown up for and that you're loved because it's in your actions. Right. If we shut the sound off to everything in your life, you've shown this internal side of you that you're worth being shown up for. So then it's no wonder why on the surface you feel so much better. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. The full circle of all this. Oh, it is. It's absolutely like I said. And, you know, looking at things through the lens of my nephews too helped in the beginning to get past. If I could give advice to anybody if you're mean to yourself, picture saying that to either your eight year old self or somebody that you love. Would you talk to them like that? Would you treat them like that? Would you tell them that they're not worthy? I mean, even through my abuse and stuff, I could have turned out completely different and I didn't. I turned out one of the most compassionate, loving people, um, even through everything I went through. And 
I tell my nephews all the time how amazing they are and how great they are because people need to hear that. So if you need to tell yourself that and you can't right away, tell it to some picture someone you love and say that to them. Or if you're about to tell yourself you're a piece of shit, picture someone you love. Would you tell them that they're not worthy? Would you tell them that they're no good or that they can't do it? No, you wouldn't. Absolutely you wouldn't. Unless you're a really, really big asshole, you're not going to tell somebody you love that they're unworthy. Like, you're not going to do that. Oh, fuck. I love it. You're hilarious. (laughs) I know. She is so much fun. One of the things my counselor gave me, which was really, actually really funny. I'm a Harry Potter geek. Um, I have about three Harry Potter tattoos, including Hogwarts Castle on my leg. Of course you do. Because I want to go there. I mean, if you could see my office right now, I even have an acceptance letter to Hogwarts. It's it's bad. Nice. So (laughs) and speaking to my counselor one day and he's like, listen, I want you to try something for me. And I'm like, what? You know, what do you want me to try? And he's like, when that inner voice, because we all have that voice that's mean to us. He's like, I want you to give it a face, give it a name so that you could project it outside of you and tell it to shut the fuck up. My counselor swears too. It's great. So <laughs> at first we were joking Let's around. Go. I'm like, oh, like evil Alicia. And I'm like, no, evil Alicia can be fun. We can't do that to her. So I decided to use Voldemort from Harry Potter. So when it. my inner voice is mean, I picture Voldemort and I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. Or like casting yeah. the killing spell on him and stuff. And but mm-hmm. through this, and I told Sydney recently, I haven't had to do that. My inner voice has actually mm. been quiet, like the quietest it's been probably, sorry, my entire life, like quiet. Like there's no, you're a piece of shit. There's no, you're unworthy. It's no, you're worthy. Look at you go. Look what you're doing. And it, it's such an incredible feeling. And I love it. I love that feeling of, okay, I had a bad moment, not a bad week. Okay, you had a bad hour, not a bad month. It's just such a difference. I've I've always said when you <clears throat> when you fix yourself at the or I'm sorry when you lose weight the right way it changes everything it doesn't if you just lose weight and stay the same you and your life outside of fat loss stays the same you did it wrong but when you lose weight the right way and all this kind of shit happens you're doing it the, that that's that's the right way how to do this that's the thing we're talking about all the inner work but it's like damn by the way I'm losing weight too like yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way <laughs> yes, on top of all the yeah, PS, I know I am losing the weight <laughs> PS body fat is literally falling <laughs> yeah. off me as we speak like, it's great <laughs> that's amazing what are your thoughts on all this Sydney I I, I just love Alicia <laughs> <laughs> She has just been such a great client. And like I said earlier, just not afraid to try, not afraid to do, not afraid to share everything. Um, And that's really, you know, from day one, she's been vulnerable with me. She shared everything. And I think that's really been a key to her success is just not holding back, um, having honest conversations. When she's having a hard day, she shoots me a message and I get through it and we talk through it together. Um, And She's just awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love You're it. You're welcome. What if you had to say what's like if you had to give like a bullet or two, like what's made her so successful? Like this, like to, to turn around three decades worth of bullshit in three months like this. Like I know we don't like to talk about timelines very much, but like to just call it what it is, like she's literally turned around three decades worth of Absolutely. bullshit in 90 days. Like if I put that on a sales page, everyone <laughs> I would sound like every other asshole on the internet. Um <laughs> But like, this is very normal for a lot of coaching, Um, even though we don't like to talk about timelines, but why has she been so successful in your eyes? So I think number one, she committed from day one that, hey, I'm going to try everything that you suggest, no matter how stupid or silly or um, what do you call it? Uh, What do you call journaling? You're like, it sounds like crazy and um, hippie like, you know, (laughs) hippie dippy. Like, yeah, she's, she's been, um, compliant. Like she's just jumped in with two feet and just hasn't questioned. She's like, okay, I'll try it. Okay. I'll try it. Okay. I'll try it. Um, I think also just that continuation of keeping promises to herself. Um, and then we did have her with her journaling, um, finding 
affirmations and things that she liked about herself. You know, I had her choose two things every day that were different. And I let her keep one thing that was the same to kind of just practice doing that, but going through and really like searching for things that she loved about herself um, was really huge too. That's huge. Uh, I'm curious now that since we've, it's been brought up a few times, Alicia, for you, why, how, how do I learn this? How have you been able to just effortlessly jump in like that? Like a lot of people have when it's, especially with uncomfortable and gross stuff, most people are like, uh, they're, they're like not cool, fully bought in sometimes with doing like journaling and inner child work or workouts that they're not used to or whatever the case is, but you're like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> like, why, why is that like that though? Or are you just like that kind of a person? Um, most, no, I shouldn't say I'm necessarily that kind of person because if I was uncomfortable with something, I wouldn't do it. But a wise person once said, if it makes you uncomfortable, then it's probably the right thing. And for whatever reason, it rang a little bit. And I think with getting into school, boosting my confidence and I'm like, all right, if you want to get through school and you want to really show people what you're capable of, you might have to do this thing. And then I'm like, eh. and then I was, I was, it was tough, but I'm like, if you're going to, you got to go big or go home. If you're not going to go in with two feet, you're not going to get out of it as much as you could if you dive all the way in. You know, if you half-ass it, you're not, you're only going to get half out of it. So you need to jump. And usually if I am going, if I get to the point where I'm ready to do something, I am going to jump full way. But you have to be ready to be uncomfortable. And let me tell you something, working out, that was uncomfortable. Absolutely. My body was not forgot what it was like to actually work out. I used to dance when I was, but I was like, Oh damn. But ask Sydney, there's, I had questions. I'm like, Oh, am I doing this right? Or, Hey, what do I, and I watched the videos of her, you know, the form of everything. And she's right. I will try anything. Like, I don't care if you tell me to run across it. the street, you know, I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> and even yeah. if they hurt, I, I, mean, I, I think one of the things that I'm doing right now is those, um, elevated squats that we talked about. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. But I do them and I, I almost feel like too, that gives you a sense of accomplishment. Like, yeah, I am at least, even if I don't do all 10 of them, I did eight, I'm badass because I did it and you have to dive in. And if you're scared, it's probably the right thing. Like, you know, usually the right things are the ones that scare you because change is scary. Trying something new is scary. But if I could give advice, give this a shot. This is, you guys encompass everything that people need. I may still need outside counseling for the bigger things sometimes, but you guys encompass the inner work, everything. So if I was going to tell anybody in my situation, I would dive in with you guys in a heartbeat. Just dive all the way and trust. You have to have trust. And I know that that's hard. But I usually give trust right away until you break it. And Sydney has been amazing with me. Like, mm. absolutely amazing with me. Like, I have no... She could ask me to do anything and I wouldn't question it. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, maybe certain things, but... <laughs> who, want, who wants a Hamilton train tattoo? <laughs> Listen, I, might put, I could put that on my back. Right here. I'll be walking advertisement for you. Right. I mean... Tramp, just put tramp stamp just right here across the low you back. You have to I'm dive in. You have to dive. Yeah full in and you owe it to yourself. If you're looking to do this because you know you need to be healthy, then you're already, you already made the decision that you need to be healthy. Well, if you want to dive right in, give yourself a shot, give yourself the chance. You're not going to know what you could do unless you dive all the way in. That's so good. Well, I was actually about to ask you what you would say to someone that <laughs> was where you or that is where you were, but you just like, I guess someone's reading ahead on the syllabus. This is fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man, this has been so good. I can't believe 45 minutes has already gone by. Oh my goodness. No, I love talking to you guys. And yeah, this has been great. If I can make a difference for somebody, it's all the more worth it at this point. Well, I, I promise that hundreds of thousands of people are are are, are going to be getting getting some help. Because again, it's it's one thing for Fitness Jared and Fitness Sydney to say things, but uh, a lot of times some people just have that, but they don't get it. They, they They're not in my shoes right now. But, but a story like yours is way more relatable. So I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and coming on here and stuff. So of course, I mean, like I said, I'm not embarrassed for what I went through. It just made me the person I am. It's all pieces of me. You know, you're, you're not your trauma. You're not your abuse. You're not your, you know, you're a person. I'm Alicia. I went through some shit, but I'm Alicia. It's just a piece of me that made me up to be the incredible person I am becoming. I love that. Well, we are so proud of you. You've been fucking amazing. Oh, you guys are amazing. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Sydney, before we sign off? No, I think just listen to Alicia's story and Alicia keep kicking ass and 
Love yourself. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you doing this. Cool. Well, we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you guys. And we're back. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into another episode of Dieting from the Inside Out, because as we know it, outer work without inner work doesn't work. And it's why we talk about the deep stuff. I do not get out of bed for surface level bullshit because it doesn't change your situation and it doesn't change who you are and you have to go deep. This is why Alicia has seen such crazy results. It's why we're able to guarantee our results with our clients. And it's why our program always works. It's why this content that I teach always works because we are going to the deep root cause. It's why on my big sleeve tattoo, if you're watching the video, roots are showing on my tree because if you want to change the fruit, you have to address the roots. And that's what we're doing here. That's why everything is comes down to dieting from the inside out. So thank you again for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I do have a few things for you. Number one, big thank you. I appreciate you being here. Um, if you haven't already, be sure and subscribe to the show. That way you don't miss out on any episodes because I have some cool shit coming as I have had cool shit coming. Um, if you have not left a review of the show, it would mean a ton to me for real. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and some honest thoughts uh, on how much the show has helped you. It would mean a shit ton to me, like I said, uh, wherever you're listening to this on. My other, my biggest ask is this. If you get value from this, just share the show. That's all I'm asking. We put a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money into the show and don't charge for it. I don't do like a Patreon to where you can only listen to the episode if you go on the Patreon, anything like that. My one ask is you just share the show. Every episode that you go, damn, that was good. I want you to share it with one person or put shout it on social media or whatever the case is. If there's an episode you didn't like and you didn't care for, then cool. Don't, don't share the show. But if you're like, damn, that helped me a lot. Well, it's selfish to keep that information to yourself. If it helped you, it's going to help someone else. So be sure and share this with a friend um, who would get value out of it. That way we can get this, uh, this content and this culture to more ears, because I would love it if the industry moved to a a trend of everyone dieting from the inside out. And I would just, that'd be the coolest thing ever. But um, so be sure and do that. Um, be sure and subscribe wherever you're listening to it on because we're everywhere. We have the show on YouTube. If you're into watching these interviews, if you're listening to this on the audio, go check out the YouTube where you can watch all three of us interact. If you're watching this on YouTube, go get, get it on um, like the audio, like Apple or Google or Spotify, whatever. Um, if you haven't had a chance, go check out our, our brand new dieting from the inside out.com website where everything the podcast touches is there. Show notes are there. All the resources we talk about are there. Um, the blog is there. How fucking cool is that? Where we have the whole podcast transcribed into a blog and have show notes, have graphics it is the coolest thing ever. A lot of people have been enjoying that. Um, and, and here's the thing. Before you go, I have a couple of the free things for you. Number one is if you aren't quite sure what to, where to get started and you're just like kind of new to this and you don't even know how to lose weight without your life sucking. And it's just kind of all over the place. And you've never been taught how to lose weight the right way. Um, you should go through my, my free course. I have a free mini course. It's five days. It's a video course completely for free. It's called the fat loss checklist. And I'm just going to show you like in a checklist format, here's what you need to lose weight, keep it off and make this game sustainable where your life doesn't suck. So I give you the exact blueprint for free. So I'll leave a link below for that. Um, if you are kind of lost on your own and you're, you know, not quite sure where to get, or you, you know what to do, but it's just not happening because, um, you don't have support, you don't have accountability and you kind of feel alone, like you're lone wolfing it. Like your, your partner doesn't get it. Your kids don't give a fuck and your friends are insecure and are kind of like crabs in a bucket. If you're alone on this journey, you need to get a really good group of people around you. Community changes everything. You can take every issue that you have in a bad situation, put yourself in the right group of people, and a lot of the problems will go away on their own. Um, just like we see law of association with kids, it's no different for you as an adult. So I have that completely for free. I have this amazing Facebook group called Fat Loss Simplified, where I, I'm i in there, my whole team is in there, we do trainings, we get you, give you help, we give you support, we give you love, we give you accountability, not just from me, but from everyone else that are in the trenches, just like you. And it sucks doing this by yourself being alone. Um, and it's, it's a terrible feeling. So you'll want to join that group. If you're not, it's completely for, for free. I put some of my best resources outside the podcast in that group. Uh, I'll leave a link below to join. And then finally, if you're still sticking around and you've been struggling, the, the mental bandwidth has just been overwhelming. If uh, Alicia's story kind of hit home with you with what she struggled with and how hard this journey has been, how many years of struggle it's been. If that's you, I'm telling you, coaching is the best way to fast track your results with the least amount of friction. Um, 
Uh, for me, it's, I see so many people that are saying, oh, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Well, it's because you need the accountability of a coach. Or if you are, do everything right, but then something always happens, it means you need a second pair of eyes watching what's going on so we can spot the sabotage, right? There's a million reasons that qualify you for coaching. And for me, I can always go make more money. I cannot get my time back. And if I can work with someone in a mentorship-like fashion that is buying me time back, because you have to understand depending on your situation, you only have so many failures in the tank left before your psychology is completely addicted to the failure. It's why so many people who diet for decades, they do everything right. And then something always happens and they drift back to where they were, even if they're losing weight sustainably because of that conditioning we've talked about. Well, if you're going through this and you're struggling, uh, I'm telling you, coaching is the one way to buy your time back because you only have so many years left with your kids. You only have so many, um, so many, life events left that you're missing out on because of whatever reason around weight loss. You have only so many, um, you know, events with your partner that you're, you can, that you have left that, uh, and if they're filled with being insecure right now, you only have so many memories you can create. And if you've got like 90% of your mental bandwidth is taken by struggle around weight loss and food and all of this, we can end that in the next like six to 12 months, quite literally, with it's very normal in my neck of the woods that we will end literally decades on decades of struggle in a matter of months. It's, it's crazy. Don't believe me. Listen to more episodes like this, where we interview our clients who are just like you. So if that's you and you feel like some, you know, heartstrings getting tugged and maybe you should see about getting help. Um, we do have spots open. And if we don't, we have a wait list just depending on when you're watching this. Um, but I will leave a link below that you can apply for coaching. If that's kind of what you're, you're looking into and you, are wanting help. You don't just need help, but you want help apply for coaching. That way we can make sure it's a good fit because luckily we only work with people we know we can help. And if we can't help you, or I'm not convinced that we can, um, I will politely send you to someone else who I think can. So either way we got you. So otherwise I appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you so much for being here. If you ever need anything, I'm always here. I'm cheering for you. I'm rooting for you. I'll talk to you next time.